The sales are underway on this third day and the biggest names in wheel racing are here. And Todd Magney, the boss of Coolmore Australia, joins us here live at the Cracker Sales on Giddy Up on this Tuesday morning. Tom, thanks for joining us, mate. No problem. Delighted to be here. Um, these New Zealand sales, obviously you travel around the world going to the to the big sales. What, what makes New Zealand stand out a little bit different from the rest? Uh, the way the the New Zealanders look after you when you come yeah. here their hospitality <laughs> is fantastic and you know the Kiwis they're great horsemen and uh, you know they do a great job and you know you come to the complex here at Karaka it's next to none it's up there with the best in the world and you know when you when you realize like so you think is a very exciting stallion we have at home yeah. I think he's a champion sire in the making and I think that you know they raise great horses in New Zealand and you know the grass grows here 365 days yeah. a year and you know, I, I think they need to take credit for that. So so you think was bred in New Zealand, sold at these sales, and when you think about the great horses that we've produced over the last 20 years, and it's like, for instance, we're talking about Animo going to Europe and competing against the Wait for Age champs of, for Europe, in Europe over the next six or seven months, hopefully. But so you think actually went out, uh, he went to Europe and, and, and conquered Europe and some of the biggest races there. And when you think about it, that was a remarkable performance by a middle distance galloper bred in New Zealand. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, he was an unbelievable horse here, fantastic racehorse. And it, it took Aiden a bit of time to get used to him. Um, and, you know, what he did up in Europe, you know, he beat the best. And we're, we were just delighted to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, you know, Dado Chin Nam and, and Duncan Ramage and. You know, the big thing about him, he, he's a stallion that, you know, I know there's a, a big rush for people to breed to speed, but you look at a horse like so, you think he's he's champions, he's about yeah. to, you know, he's very close to being champion sire last year. And, you know, I hopefully he gets his day, but it just shows you, like, it takes all, you know, the cream always rises yeah. to the top. They tell me he reminded, he, he reminded people of you in your glory days when you walked into all of the nightclubs in London and Ireland when you were growing up because when he headed into the mounting yard, so you think, many of the good judges say that they've never seen a, a horse with a, a presence like so you think. He, he was a ripper, wasn't he? Yeah, he was unbelievable. Like when he walked around the yard at Ascot, you know, yeah. with the big mane and, and, you know, the forelock and, you know, Joseph O'Brien came down to the farm there uh about six months ago and he said god he said he's so good looking <laughs> he said you know that was my first ever royal ascot winner and he just goes he's he's one of my favorites and listen we're very fortunate to have him uh yeah. we really got behind him um the last couple of years especially this year with a lot of the mares and i think that wouldn't it be great for for new zealand great for australia but yeah. you know it, it's great that that a horse like him can can be up there to become champion sir so you support the, the Karaka sales and New Zealand bloodstock. So when you're looking at your yearlings and analysing where you send your, your babies, you start at Magic Millions, you've got English coming up. So why would you say a filly like um, Lot 586 later today, the, the Fastnet Rock out of the, the Testarossa mare, Test the World. So why did you identify her for this sale? Um, she's a, a really lovely filly and, you know, You've got Magics, and we, we're very fortunate that we have a lot of good horses um, at the farm. We've obviously gone out to the sales the last couple of years, and we've tried to buy uh, the best mares, and, you know, we've really got behind it. And, you know, obviously you have a lot of good horses, so you kind of have to spread them out. Yeah. So, you know, we you know, we had the likes of the Booker and that at, at the sale in the Magic Millions, and 
we've got a few sweet horses going to Easter, so you know it's 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 nice to to be able to send a horse over here. Yeah. That I think this test of world, she's lovely filly, she's quality, and we haven't sent actually we had say we haven't sent a a, a filly over over here of this caliber for a long time. Um, I think if she was at Easter, she'd make a lot of money, and uh, you know um, it's just it's it's great to have her here, and I think all the top judges will be on her this afternoon. Talking about fillies now. When we're on the Gold Coast, everybody was talking about this Justify filly, trained by Annabelle Neesham. She trolled the house down because um, in 2022 you announced that um, for the first season, Si, if you purchase a Justify, you get a chance to win a Ferrari if they win, if they're the first to win a big race, a host of races that you um, nominated um, for 2023. And learning to fly the filly by Justify um, has been the best that we've seen so far. Um, and you're in the ownership, Coolmore. How exciting is she? And you must be excited to see what she did there on Saturday. She's a really special filly. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ennis Hill, you know, that whole uh, Hipstone Lake, Lake Geneva yeah. family, it's it's a really special family. It's probably coming up to be the best family in the book. Um, Annabelle really liked this filly. And, you know, there's some great friends of ours called well, George Van Opel and, and uh, Joe Poulin and they really wanted to race a, a really nice filly so I said L let's look at this girl but Annabelle and Rob and the whole team at Annabelle and Eshams really liked her so you know it was great and then Kiora said look we really like her as well can we come in so I said that's great yeah. and uh, you know Annabelle and, and Rob and the whole team they've done a, a wonderful job but Annabelle just said you know what when my alarm clock goes off in the morning <laughs> I get that extra incentive to wake up for this girl and she's just been really excited but I probably have put a fair bit of pressure on her with this filly but they have done a, a, a wonderful job. She's had a faultless preparation and, you know, listen, we, we've I've a lot of bad horses that we, we've had over the years that I don't have to talk about but, God, it's amazing, you know, like when she won the other day, um, Justify is a stallion that, like, to be fair to Dad, he has had a, a thing for this stallion for a long time and he's gone to the sales and he's bought the best mares all to go to justify and and you know when when she won the other day it kind of it was hats off to him you know he 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 he, he really has seen what justify could do and justify is going amazing in the northern hemisphere and he's about to do it down here because there's a couple of horses that haven't come out yet and i think that you know the the success is paying off your father's a legend. We all know what he's been able to do in the game. Revolutionised the game with Mr. Sangster, basically, all those years ago. Um, buying the, the American bread um, gallopers and, and sending them back to Europe. Um, I was listening to you at the Carbine Lunch there on Magic Millions, at the Magic Millions on a Monday afternoon. So just recap the, the belief, why your father believes Justify is something special that he hasn't seen for quite some time. Bob Baffert uh, spoke to Dad a lot and said, listen, this horse is just different. And I think he did it in 100 days, what he did. And he's just a big, imposing horse. He's, but he looks like an athlete at the same time. And he just, he just, had, he just had something. He just had that X factor. And, you know, I, I, like you've had, we've had Galeo, Sadler's Wells, and all these horses. And I've never seen Dad get behind a stallion from day one like yeah. this horse. Like, you know, we, we went out and we bought the best mares in the Northern Hemisphere and the best mares in the Southern Hemisphere. So, listen, there's a lot of time that we know that stallions don't do it. But 
you know, Justify got the mares, so the ball was in his court, and I suppose his first good serve the other day was, was giving us Ennis Hill, and she'll go next. She's going to go to the um, English Millennium. Yes. And that is a Ferrari-winning race. It? So I want to get this, we've got this on camera here with Tommy Magny. I want to get this um, clear and on the record because when I had a chat to Annabelle Neesham last week on Stable Mail, she wasn't quite sure. I think she was hopeful, but I don't think it had been confirmed or rubber stamped by you just yet because when you have a look at the ownership and you go to the Riser website for Learning to Fly by Justify, the first owners in the race book at Coolmore, Australia. So who gets the Ferrari? Well, I think the first person who's definitely not going to get the Ferrari is myself. <laughs> yes. I don't think I'll get that. But, you know, I think um, it was knocked down to Kiora, uh, yes. to Nana Krishnan. But I, I think I, I'll be on the phone to Ananda now saying that Annabelle has done a wonderful job with this filly. And I think it's it's really important that she gets this car if, if it yes. happens. And, yes. like, there's a high chance it won't. But I, I tell you one thing. There's, there's nothing would give me a greater pleasure than seeing Annabelle Neesham driving out the gates yes. in a Ferrari, right, with, with Rob Archibald in the front seat. Um, I think that would be great. But, you know, they have done such a wonderful job. They're really great friends of mine. Obviously, Rob was the racing manager for, for me for a long time. And I just think that it wouldn't it be great? Um, yeah. I'm not sure how the insurance companies would feel about this, but I think it's a pretty exciting thing to see. You a little bit of time. I'm loving this chat, um, Tom. So... When you've got Annabelle Neesham and you've been in this game for a long time and seeing like Joseph O'Brien and um, did an amazing job in the early part of his career, but I, and I've talked to a lot of people in the game, I don't think I've seen anyone like an Annabelle Neesham that was working for Kira Maher in the office and then all of a sudden within two years she's got four runners in a Cox Plate. It's quite remarkable when you think about it. She, she's a very good trainer. Her attention yeah. to detail, um, her focus... Um, when you when you ask Annabelle, you know, a question, the answer will be pretty short, but it'll be concise to the point, and usually it turns out to be correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's got a good support there, and Rob, she's got a great team, and I think you know you have Gay Waterhouse, who's been the, you know, Gay's the king of the sport for a long time, and yeah. I think you know if we're looking at women in racing, and you're trying to find the heir apparent for Gay, yeah, I think Annabelle has the ability. She's got the team around her, but she's also got that characteristic that can, you know, help racing. Like you look at racing around the world and you have Bob Baffert in America. You've got Frankie Dettori in Europe. You know, you've got the likes of Gay down here. Yeah. And I think, you know, like she's great for racing. And I think Annabelle can be that, that same thing. But isn't she lucky that she's got Rob right beside her? Yeah. And, um, yep. And he does a wonderful job too, Rob. And he's terrific for us as well. When Annabelle doesn't answer, Rob does to give us yeah, the exactly, mail on exactly, the horses. Yeah. Just when, when learning the fly crossed the line, what was your first response when your father rang you? Relief. Yeah. Yeah. I was very I was very relieved, but I was delighted because obviously we've got a great team of people in the horse. But you know that in fairness, I, I am not I am aware that that was first time out. We've a, we've a long way to go. And they but don't do what she did, twelve hundred meters, and kick back against horses that have had the race experience a hundred percent but i think we have a little added help my father-in-law who died last year he was a big tom petty fan and we had a lot yeah. of fun at the farm over the years listening to tom petty songs and he said listen you have to name a horse learning to fly so yep. i think the whole thing means a lot you know can you just give us a little bit of advice as well tom so a lot of our listeners uh, um love the pun 
and enjoy racing, heading out to the races. But they're starting to get into syndications, and we've got a couple of our, uh, our um, part of our team that have set up some um, uh, bloodstock companies, and they're, they're getting the younger people involved in the game. Um, what would your recommendation to to the the people out there that want to get involved in this game and to some ownership and even the breeding side of it, which is becoming, I think, since we're starting to tell the story a little bit of the breeding game, it, people are becoming a little bit more interested in it. That you yeah. can actually make a little bit of money. Yeah, I think the the difference in Australia is you you can buy a, you can buy a filly uh, or into a share in any horse uh, in Australia. And and you can win a hell of a lot of prize money. Mm. Um, it's it's insane where prize money's got to in Australia. And you know you can you can get a few friends together. You can go to the sales. You can you can you can divide a horse up between the whole lot of you. And you can actually more times than not you can actually make money in it because yeah. I I grew up in Ireland and we've obviously got the farm in Ireland and we've got businesses in America. We've raced horses in England all over the world. But in England, when you race horses or whatever, you know, if you by the time you've gone to the races, you've you've won a race, you know, it might be a bank holiday or something like that. But by the time you actually get get back and get your expenses in, you actually end up paying. You still get a bill for winning a race. Um, I think racing in Australia can genuinely change your address. Yeah. Uh, if you get a good horse here and and you win those top races, uh, even the medium races, you can change your address in this game. Yeah. And also, you can you can just you know you can you can go to the sales. You can sell at Sunlight Money. Like we bought Sunlight for a lot of money, and you know. But also, you can head to the breeding barn, and you know you see the the Magic Million sale there in January, and it's another you know it's heading towards more records. And I think the Sydney Easter sale is going to be very strong. So I don't think people need to be afraid to say, listen, oh my God, this, the market's very hot at the moment. But the difference in Australia, we've got the prize money to back this up. And, and there's so many good syndicators and so yeah. many good trainers and, you know, go to these guys. And if you don't have a full understanding of the game, talk to them about it because it is genuinely it's fun. You can, it's fun. You yeah. can run a business and, you know, you can you can be on a farm two years later and you can be looking at the offspring. You can pick your stallions. It's a sport that you can have a hands on environment. Uh, uh, sorry, a hands on role in. We're having a little bit of fun, probably go to the premier sale, but. We've got a, um, uh, a Marlboro Bloodstock team joining up with our listeners and we've got a little bit of money and we're going to purchase a yearling and then we're going to get it ready for the Ready for Run sale. So yep. just to prove that like you can actually make um, maybe some money like winning a yep. listed race yep. if you can pick out the right horse. So um, that'll be fun and if we can make it. I know it's not as easy as it sounds. Oh no, it's, it's, definitely, not, it's definitely not easy but... It's 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 you enjoy it along the yeah. way, and there's plenty. As I said, there's plenty of people that can give you advice. So, and listen, you know what you're doing. So now I don't want to get make headlines or anything. Can I ask you a couple of questions regarding the industry? Yep. Cox Plate, would you move it? I I I I I I wouldn't have a strong view on that. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's the your favourite jockey over the years that you've seen? You know, for me, obviously, like I grew up with Lester Pickett um, as our jockey growing up around the kitchen table. But, you know, in Europe, obviously, Ryan Moore is our jockey in, in Europe and he's unbelievable. But like just so good. Many, there's so many good jockeys in Australia, like James McDonald. I think James could be like James could be in Europe if you wanted to be. But but prize money's not there. And yep. 
why would you be anywhere else other than Australia? And I think, you know, James McDonald, he's a gentleman. He's a great guy. And he's, he's uh, you know, I think he's he's the best that, you know, that there is. But Hugh Bowman is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I find them hard to split. But so with learning to fly just quickly, many people think because the relationship that James has with Coolmore and that story with Home Affairs and Nature Strip that he sticks with you guys first. Does he get option on this filly, first option, or is it Chad's ride? The way I'd answer that is that I'd leave that, I'd defer that to Belnishan. Yep. Another one before we go. I know. Um, thanks for joining us, Tom. What's Ryan Moore like? Ryan is is a really good guy, and you know when we're off the track, we have a lot of fun together. Yeah. And his kids are very good friends of my kids. Yeah. But he's a, he's a character. Probably when he's at the races, he's really serious. But I've never seen a guy who focuses like him. Yeah. But uh, but at the same time, when we're on holidays or whatever, we've got the kids there. He's he's a great guy, but he's just his. His concentration, Jace McDonald has the same thing, yeah. and the top jockeys in Australia, you know. I, he's a great guy. He's a great friend of mine, and, uh, you know, I just we're just very fortunate. You know, we've had great jockeys over the years, like Johnny Murta, you know, and, and people like that, and I just, Big Canaan, and I, I, I'm very good friends with them all, so. Yeah. We could sit all day and talk, mate. Um, we appreciate your time. Just before we go, can I, can you do the impersonation of um, Lester Pickett for us? Um, I suppose the best thing to say is when. Well, you can go and say this is the yeah. You take it away, mate. Well, Lester, Lester was a had a cleft palate, so yeah. I don't want to offend anybody <laughs> with that. But um, Lester used to. Uh, I think the best. Have we got time to yes, tell? Yes, yes, yes. Lester was riding at the was riding in. Uh, El, sorry, El Gran Senor was riding. Um, was that, sorry, Lester Pickett wasn't riding at the time, and, and my grandfather had El Gran Senor in the Derby, and El Gran Senor ended up being beaten by Secreto, and everybody was a bit shocked because I think Robert Sangster and the guys had the biggest bet in their life. And But my grandfather, his son, trained the winner, yeah. uh, my Uncle David. and uh, But Vincent had to go down to the parade ring, and he had to kind of sit down, and he had to kind of meet Robert Sangster and explain, you know, what exactly happened. His horse just got beaten by a nose. <laughs> I know he said he's the best horse I, I ever trained. Uh, you know, Pat Eddery rode him at the time because the grandfather had a bit of a row with Lester, so he wasn't riding at the time. So the grandfather said, I'll just go out to the corner of the stables here now. I just want to take a minute to gather my thoughts. My son just won the English Derby, but the best horse I ever trained got, got beaten. And he went around the back and he got a tap on the leg with it by a stick and he turned around and there was Lester and he said, eh, I bet you miss me now. He had some confidence. Yeah, gotcha. and in, yeah. he, was, he was different. He, yeah. was, uh, he was an unbelievable jockey and yeah. we'll miss him very much. Yeah, well said, mate. Um, thanks for joining us, Tom. And um, good luck selling that filly today a little later on. And who knows, um, we might giddy up in our family. We might see if we can go and two percent with you one day with the cool more listen team. i'd only be delighted listen we uh we'd love that yep all right then that'd be cool more on the giddy up syndication and exactly. away we go that would be great but right. i think yeah keep an eye on uh, learning to fly but i think they were pretty happy with that shinzu who ran the other day yes. as well so he's probably a horse to follow as well but listen uh, i think we're delighted to be here in new zealand i think the fellas have put on a good show so we'll uh we'll keep going but i'd watch that test the world I think she's a pretty special filly selling yep. this afternoon. We'll watch her later on today. Thanks for that, Tom. Okay. Tom Magney, the boss of Coolmore, Australia. What a legend.